Sweetie, don't tell me what to put on the beginning of the show. Well, I've been noticing that you've been putting things on the beginning of the show where I'm talking and I don't know I'm being taped. No, I would never do that. Yes, you would. Do, 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 do. Here we go. My name's Todd. This is Kathy. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 371. And what is Zen Parenting Radio? It's a podcast where you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, what's the dealio, sweetie? The dealio is we're going to talk about why you need to be you to create an us. That sounds complicated. No, not at all. Not at all. It's about not playing small, people. I've been having a lot of run-ins with the whole playing small thing. So this is from, and I, I want you to share your perspective. Um, oh, from, I'll share it. I know. Don't you worry. I know. From the masculine perspective, um, but, or I'll say, actually, we all have masculine and feminine. We have to be so careful with our words, don't we? Mm-hmm. Every, all the time. But it is important, especially on a show that's talking about self-awareness, to be aware of the language we use and how we discuss these things. But the playing small, I am going to be talking about it from a woman's perspective and from the experiences I have with um, talking with other women. Why is this important? Because um, spouse stuff is a foundation for a healthy family. And it's been showing up in my life. I have some friends, clients, acquaintances who are all either struggling with marriage or getting a divorce or just got a divorce and... Or getting into new relationships. Yeah, it's just a big deal. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so we're going to talk about that. But first, Todd's quick takes. Oh boy. Um, Are they tournament of bad or are they different? um, Some of them are tournaments of bad, but some of them are not tournaments of bad, sweetheart. I don't know about this quick take thing. Tournament of bad. Tournament of bad. Uh, it was Earth Day on Saturday. Correct. And we uh, donated some stuff. Uh-huh. My dad has all these Christmas lights. My dad buys like many things and then he gives them to us because he doesn't <laughs> need so many things. Yes. So one of the things on the list for us to donate were Christmas lights and I just happened to have a whole bunch. So we took those and some cooks and shoes. Yeah, right. But uh, in the spirit of Earth Day, um, plastic is not something that this Earth is a big fan of. Yes. So just a few... Um, Ideas. Okay. I saw this on like a little Facebook video thing. So uh, instead of plastic cutlery, uh-huh. uh, go with the real stuff. Right. Forks, it seems knives, simple, but spoons. it's... And we sometimes do it on birthday parties when there's a bunch of people. Correct. So we do sometimes. Maybe we should get some more silverware. You know what? We actually, in the basement, we have silverware in a box. Do you know that we still have things we haven't unpacked from seven years ago? From when we moved into, or five years ago, or whenever we moved back into this house? We have new silverware? It's not new. It's we just we put it away. Yes. Are you sure? I'm positive. You know where it is? It's in one of those boxes. Yikes. We've got to find them. I know. So the next thing is plastic straws. We're pretty good because we have our We're smoothie. We're getting better. We're getting better. Our smoothie every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do sometimes uh, supplement if they're dirty and we use the the, cons- the disposable ones. There was a time when we were using disposable straws every all the day. time. And then we kind of were like, this is ridiculous. And so we um, have a bunch of plastic straws yeah. now that can be reused. Yeah, what the, I mean, the washable kind. And so we've been much better with that. I yes. felt good about that. Yeah, and that's the thing. With all these ideas, I mean, it would be great if you stopped doing all of them, but lean into Take one. some change. Or try it. Uh-huh. See how it works. This is a big one. Okay. Bottled water. Yeah. I'm pretty good at bottled waters. I'm you good. are right now. I'm pretty good. Um, I just, like the airport thing, because I'm in airports a lot, 
I take an empty Gatorade bottle, like the ones that your kids use on the soccer field, and I just bring that and I bring it empty because now at the airport they have the good water fountains. Yes, the filtered water. And mm-hmm. it just goes right down so you don't need to like it's not the arc right you know what i mean yeah well and i think it's filtered too and it's faster mm-hmm. it's really good they have that in the schools too yeah you oh, know they that do? Mm-hmm. oh good mm-hmm. um coffee cups reusable coffee cups can you bring yes. a coffee cup to oh, starbucks yeah. and, and they give fill you, this up they give you money off your oh, purchase my God. i yeah. didn't know that i don't mm-hmm. drink starbucks how about this one this is one i never heard of use a bamboo toothbrush it's made out of wood bamboo toothbrush. instead of plastic huh. toothbrushes interesting i don't know where to get them <laughs> I don't know where to get them. We'll have to do a little more research. Amazon it. Um, shopping bags. Yes. We talk about that I actually a lot. bought a new shopping bag today because um, I showed up and I could only find one. Where did all our shopping bags go in the uh, Toyota? They went, they, sometimes they go like a bunch of them are in one car and not enough in the other. Well, I only had one. So yeah. when I got in line, I had I bought another one. Um, toilet paper. Buy toilet paper that isn't wrapped in plastic. Um, uh, there's some toilet that, paper. That's wrapped in paper. Paper. Scott. Right, mm-hmm. good old mm-hmm. Scott. So those are my environmental reminders. Small things, right? They're yeah. just little shifts. And the thing is, is you don't have to be all or nothing. It's just like more often than not, I'm going to use this. Mm-hmm. More often than not, I'm going to reuse a straw. Right. More, and that's the thing is like just like Todd said, leaning into something rather than shaming yourself for going all out. Um, we do have a link on our website. This is not got nothing to do with environment. Uh, books we love, mm-hmm. and I just think it's a resource that we don't talk enough about. Okay. So Kathy and I picked out whatever fifty of our favorite books, mm-hmm. and they're broken down by category. So just go to our website and click on the books we love uh, if you're interested in. So it's zenparentingradio.com, and then across the top it says books we love, and just click on that. Um, we got an email from a listener. Her name is Amanda, and she said, you mentioned on a podcast that you'd done on a previous podcast on the topic of not pushing your passions or interests on your partner, number 84. And she had a hard time finding it. So I should say, when I say, it, oh, that's podcast number 84, all you have to do is put in, type in to your Google browser or whatever, zenparentingradio.com slash 84. Oh, and it'll come up? And it'll just come right up. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Positive. Uh, so anyway, sorry about that. Zenparentingradio.com backslash. S- slash what? Slash 84. the number. Okay, cool. So whether it's, if I say, oh, that we did talked about that on the 152nd podcast, just slash 152. And since we're on that topic really quick, I get a lot of emails from people saying, on what shows do you talk about this? On what shows do you talk about this? And you guys, I really have to let you know that Todd and I have done so many shows that I don't know. Mm. And it's not me not wanting to answer your question, but I don't remember what we talked about last week. It's funny because people will say to me, oh, I'm on number 220 and you said this. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was like two years ago. I don't remember. It doesn't mean that it's not still important. It just means I haven't retained it in the old memory bank. The old, the old, the old noggin. The old noggin. It's it's loose in there. So what I'm saying- I think noggin should always be preceded by old. Do you think eh, the old noggin? The old, yeah, it's good. It's good language, I guess. But not everybody's noggin is old. Can you think of a sentence where you shouldn't put old in front of noggin? Yeah, when there's a actually a station on TV called Noggin, and it's for kids, and that's. But what if we're talking about our brains, sweetie? The old head. The old noggin. You got to knock on it too. At the same time, do you hear me knocking on my noggin? From Christmas vacation. That's right. Nothing. Nothing up there. Um, But wait, let me finish. Oh, sorry, I thought Um, you were done. No. So if there's something you're looking for. Go to zenparentingradio.com. There's a little like microscope, or what is it? not microscope, a um, magnifying, magnifying glass. glass, which is like the search. Yeah. And you write in, like, you know, someone just was asking about what about step parents and that kind of thing. I 
I know we've talked about that. Yeah. Put in step parent or put in divorce or put in new family, like put in those search words and shows will come up because I don't know off the top of my head. I wish I did, but I don't, I'm not retaining all that. So, but there is a way you can find them. So one other, search engine. One other idea I had, and we've done this a little bit. If uh, you're a mom or a dad and you have like a cute little kid at home uh-huh. and- What if the kid is not cute? Is it okay? Then we don't want it. No. I'm just kidding. All kids are beautiful and cute. That's right, sweetheart. Um, just say, um, have them introduce the show by saying, my name is blank and my mommy or daddy listens to the ZPR. And we'll right. put that at the beginning of the show. Or they can say whatever they want. And they could be famous. <laughs> For a second. Zen Parenting Famous. Yes. And then um, my last thing is don't buy gift cards for your kids because it's really hard to, you know, if you buy a $50 gift card, they're really kind of a pain to do because the odds of you getting down to zero balance is really hard to do. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. How do you, it's because I'm the gift card manager. Oh, not. I have like six of them underneath my laptop Uh and they all have like $3 on them. What am I going to do with that? What are they from? Just random gift cards that were given to our kids or to us. Okay, because Amazon, I never have a problem using. I know, and I put each one of those into Amazon. Right. But they all have like $3 on it. And you can't, if I, if I buy a $10 thing, it's not like I can use three different cards to get up to that 10 bucks. I got a bunch of $3 ones just sitting there. Okay. So you just don't like gift cards? No. Okay. Give, give them the cash. Okay. Well, that is- Write them a check. It is an opinion. Because there is, I had this somewhere, um, nearly $1 billion in gift cards go unused every year. Oh, I believe that completely. A billion. A billion. That's I believe a thousand it. million. And so when you ask why do companies, restaurants, spas, why do they do gift cards? Because a lot of times it's just money in for no resources. Yeah, we don't use them. We yeah. lose them or we there's seven bucks on it left and we throw it away. Or if you whatever. guys want to get me Amazon gift cards, it's fine with me. <laughs> right, but that's different because an Amazon gift card, you can, you put, can put it put in. directly Correct. in and, and it just comes off your balance. I'm talking about the plastic credit card things you get. I you I understand. Me. I understand. What are we talking about today? I already said we're talking about being you to create us. Let's talk. Do you want about me it. to explain? What are you talking about? So, so there's been all these things that have been coming up in the last couple of weeks. Um, people who have been emailing me, or people who I know who have been kind of talking about their own self awareness or their their uh, self awareness. What's the word when is it burgeoning? Is that is that a word? Don't even try. It's to like use where that it's it coming. It's like it's, it's showing up. About it's to starting to evolve. It's percolating. It's per okay. All those words. So it's their their self awareness is becoming more um, you know consistent, and they are finding out, figuring out. And again, I'm speaking of women in particular that how important it is to speak up. Yep. In their relationships. And we'll talk about relationships, partnerships, marriage, you know, just know that I'm talking about all of the above, any kind of love relationship. And I really believe this with parenting too, but let's just focus on love for right now. Let's, you know, partnership. So I saw this quote, it was in a Mark Nepo, is in Mark Nepo's book. And the quote is, there will never be an us if I play small. And why I thought that was so powerful, it's a very simple statement. Can you say it again, please? There will never be an us if I play small. All right. And here's what I see when I read that is that when you are in a partnership, it's you and another person. If you don't show up, if you say that whatever your partner says is correct and that you just don't make waves and you um, just allow whatever their decision is to be the decision all the time or you always you know, defer to them when it comes to any decision making, there is no us. Yeah. It's just 
them. It's just that person. Sounds like what you're saying is he or she wears the pants in the relationship. Correct. And see, here's what's important is I'm talking about my work with women, but in a family, this can definitely be a man who is, who is the, you know, not showing up for the woman sure. too. It, you know, it depends. But typically my experience in working with women is that they are often, um, challenged sometimes to speak up and say what they think and say what they believe because there is, okay, and this is where it gets really tricky. So bear with me, okay? It's tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. The speech is my recital. Um, I think it's very vital. To rock uh, around. That's right. On time. <laughs> Here, Here we, we go. go. It's tricky. Okay. So tricky because that was run DMC, by the way. You oh, might want to play it sweetie. because it's a lot better from them than from us. Are you kidding me? It's no better from them than it, us. It is. It is. I had a whole routine to this in high school, to this song. You know that? I didn't know that. I, I did. We on our palm squad. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. Tricky. I'm looking at the lyrics and it says to rock a rhyme. I thought it was to rock around. Oh, so did I. To rock around that right. I'm going to go with to rock around. You just said rock around again and it's rock a rhyme. I know. Oh, girly. My hair was kind of curly. Went to a house and bust her out. Had to leave real early. Now, interesting. So, interesting lyrics. <laughs> Do you want me to read that again? These yes. girls are really sleazy. All they just say is please me or uh, spend some time and rock a rhyme. I said it's not that easy. Okay. So, old school lyrics, yes. right? Girls are just... Or new lyrics, probably. Or new lyrics, yeah. And again, these are the kind... What I was going to talk about that's tricky is this internalized misogyny mm. that we all have. Okay. okay. Now, when I say that, I think people get defensive really quickly. Guys probably get defensive. Right. And the thing that we have to understand is that internalized misogyny is not an outright belief that women are inferior. That's not what it is. It's not like saying, oh, I believe that. It's I, I kind of just to get away from the language internalized misogyny, let's call it societal internalizations. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot of syllables. <laughs> Because I don't want to lose people with the words. I want everyone to understand and hear this so so we can become more self-aware and and like pay attention to the messages we're being given. Okay. Okay. So why I'm saying this is because it is basically it internalized misogyny refers to the byproducts of this societal view the societal view being that women are less than, that cause women to shame and doubt and undervalue themselves and their gender without even knowing they're doing it. Right. Because it's like a- They're playing small. They're playing small and they're not, it's not because they believe that women are inferior. It's because all of these societal internalizations that they've taken on over time, they don't even recognize what they're doing. Right. And, and I'm saying they, 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 me, 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 yeah. me too. Right. I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to think of some things like between you and I, um, obviously there's some roles that you and I that have taken on that are a lot more, um, stereotypical uh -huh. for sure. But there's also things, you know, that like women will say to me that if 
they are at all criticized about their mothering mm. or if anybody makes a comment about their mothering, it is absolutely they can't tolerate it. It's the, like the most painful um, it's criticism. Hitting them, hitting them in the heart. It hits them in the heart. Why? Because partly because they want to do right by their kids, and that's something that they believe is important. But there's also this sense that what a woman is is that. So if she can't do that, right? So if this is yeah, if all a woman is is being a good full time mom, and she's screwing up on that, then her whole sense of value goes out the window. Not that that's a correct right, presumption, but... But let's like, that's what I want to, that's what this is important, to, you know, why this is important is to dig into this is why do we get so triggered by certain things? Why do certain things bother us? Got why it. when we sneeze in the middle of a room, and I'm saying we women, do we apologize to everybody as if we just offended everybody in the room? Because you know what Todd does when he sneezes? He sneezes without covering his mouth and it's so loud and the older absolute- I get, the louder it gets, and I'm starting to sound more like my dad, who has the loudest sneeze in the world. I know. I've actually said to Todd, we got to really talk about this because it's I getting- cover. I do the elbow thing. Do you though, do sweetie. the elbow thing sometimes? Yeah, don't 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 be don't be you don't just, be distant. Don't be. Well, if you and that may be the case, but a lot of times when you are in the family room by yourself, if I'm outside, right? Outside is different. You no, know it's fun. Is if the sun is setting in the background, yeah. And if you sneeze straight up in the air, it's pretty cool to watch because you can see all your spit. Yeah. Okay, gross. It's right? not gross. It's outside. It is, and it's and you enjoy it's that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy that and pass that along. But my point is, is that that women oftentimes will sneeze or cough or whatever. And you it's used like, to have the worst sneeze in the world. What do you mean? You go, chew, chew, right. chew. Remember now, that? Do you think that's my real sneeze? No. Or do you think I learned how to be very quiet? You learned how to play small because you thought that you shouldn't make noise. I shouldn't make noise and that I had to be very girly and that I had to be very refined. And, all, and again, there's no finger I'm pointing at someone specific and saying they did this to me. These are things I just thought I had to do. And so I'm getting better at sneezing more out there, but I don't sneeze during sunset to watch my spit. You should. Okay. That one, I'm not, I'm not there yet. But my point is, is that why there's these things that we do that can be interesting. How's that word? rather than fun, to question and to say, and and why this is important, why I'm talking about sneezing, and that's one piece of this, you know, very large puzzle, is then when we get into a relationship with another, especially if it's a, you know, a man, a female male relationship, is there's these belief systems where we think that their frustration or anger or challenges are okay, but we shouldn't show up with any of that. I have an example. Okay, let's hear it. Um, Somebody in our life, I won't mention who to protect the innocent, um, it it was a discussion about food and... The message was basically as long as the men felt w- feel fed, felt fed, then that's all that really matters. Right. And see, that's an example of people will laugh and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. The man needs the meat and yeah. we need to make sure the man is. Ha-. What's that all about? Right. Do do women not need food as much as men? Right. But it's an internalized. Even if it becomes a joke, there's some. The Even the it's a joke, joke does damage. There's reality in the joke, yeah. though. Why is the joke That's why funny? It's funny? Exactly. Right. That's what every great comedian will tell you. Is the reason jokes are funny is because it there's resonates truth. with people. Right. There's truth exactly. In there. So it's these these things, and what I've been what I've been talking to women about forever, but I feel like in the last couple of weeks a lot is there. It's so important in a relationship to show up and be part of the us. Not as a, here's the problem that happens. 
the stereotype is that if a woman shows up and starts saying what challenges her, she's either a nag mm -hmm. or she's or full a B I T C H of, or full of drama. Yeah. Or a drama queen. Right. So there's all this language that we put around women who speak their mind. Yeah. And when they speak their mind, it, it, we're, it's like, oh, no, mm -hmm. here it comes versus here's a human being's perspective on yeah. something. Or here's a human being's thoughts about this issue. Or here's a human being saying, no, this isn't okay. So the way that we've you know, this internalized misogyny or the societal internalization that we have, it diminishes our relationships yeah. because the, what Todd and I are seeing is that uh, the people that we're talking with whose marriages are challenged or can look back at their marriage, maybe they're already divorced. What they'll say is, I didn't say enough. I didn't speak up. I didn't, and you know, the language that Todd's been using lately is, they kick the can the can down the road right. way Thinking too long. Think it'll get better or just unwilling to say something. Mm -hmm. You know, like they or minimizing it. Right. You, you're, the quietness that let's say for this example, the mom she she kind of stifles herself. She bites her tongue. Um, so anyways. and and again, she'll bite her tongue. And my work, what makes is interesting to me is why. Yeah. Where does that come from? And now it's going to be different for every person. And that's the kind of work I like to do with women is what is that for you? Like, give me your belief system. If you say something, what will it mean? And a lot of times it's um, it's like I said, it's I don't want to you know rock the boat. Mm -hmm. A lot of times is it I don't want to come off as dramatic. I don't want to upset him. And Be because his feelings are so are much more, more important, important or more mine. valuable than my own. And the thing is, is we have been taught that maybe we are the emotional ones or the emotional containers or the ones that handle everybody's emotion. But we can do that and simultaneously share our emotion. Right. And I don't even know if that's necessarily true in the first place. I think we all have the capacity, including men, boys, to have a sense of being able to hold other people's emotion. Mm -hmm. But I think that, that for women, it's become like ingrained that... They may be upset, but I can handle that. I will de I will decrease my needs to make sure I have enough space for his needs. Do you want to um, – I, I want to talk about our first partner, but then afterwards I want you to talk about what happened to you at brunch yesterday. Okay, good. Right? Yeah, go ahead. So Canvas People, they are our awesome partner, and the website is canvaspeople.com. Guys, ladies – uh, Mother's Day is coming, and this is a perfect Mother's Day present. So what's Canvas People? Uh, all they do is you take easy-to-use photo to cam. It's an easy-to-use photo to canvas service that takes your photo memories and turns them into beautiful artwork for you to enjoy every day. So and instead of uh, all those pictures that we take with our phones, and by the way, our phones now are so good that they can take good snapshots, high quality. Um, so they will put that to a wooden frame and turn so, it into canvas. So wait a second. You, you started by saying we have all these photos on our phone and we're right. not doing anything with them. Correct. They sit there. So when you have one that you love, take it to canvaspeople.com mm -hmm. and make it into a canvas for your home. It's like we've kind of forgotten the art of having photography around our house. So here's the deal. Uh, they have uh, many different sizes, but specifically the 11 by 14 size retails for $69.99. If you use the coupon code ZEN, Z-E-N, you will get it for free. You just got to pay shipping. So 
the reason that they do that is because they think you're going to love it so much that you'll come back and do it again. So I've got a ton of emails from people who used this last week. Yeah. And they love it. Yes. They're like, thank you. Yes. This was but free. Mother's Day's coming. And I think they need about a week to process it. Mm-hmm. So we're about three weeks away from Mother's Day. So get out there. It's canvaspeople.com, coupon code Zen. And there's such a great feeling when you see your total and then there's that <laughs> box where it says apply coupon code. Yeah. And then you do it and then you press apply. And, and then it crosses out. Hopefully it comes through. <laughs> and all that. So it's a really good feeling. So anyways, canvaspeople.com. So you were at brunch yesterday. So this is just an example that Todd and I had been talking about this for a day or two. And I, the example I used is that I was at brunch yesterday and there was a family sitting at a table close by, three little kids, um, man and a woman. And um, the kids were running all over the place. And I have three kids, so I have a lot of compassion for that. I've been in that situation where the kids are running all over the place. And the mom was literally running all over the restaurant trying to get the kids, you know, like picking one up, putting them down, getting the next kid. And dad was sitting at the table, drinking a beer, watching the game. Cervezas. And he he looked annoyed at mom, he looked annoyed at the kids, but he wasn't participating in what was occurring. He wasn't showing up. And and it was interesting because, you know, again, I had a lot of compassion. I sent them a lot of good vibes. And then as they were walking out, I said to Todd, it was interesting because you could tell as a couple, they were disconnected because I'm not going to judge him on that one thing. He right. may have just gotten bad news and she said- You don't know, but you if don't this know. is a normal circumstance- right. right, And this is- If this is a pattern- A pattern. Of behavior. Which it probably is, but we can't say with any certainty. Who knows? I don't even know who they were. But there was, I could tell when they walked out of the restaurant, you know how you can feel a vibe between people that they're just disconnected. And disconnection to me means there's like an undercurrent of, I'm annoyed at you. I can't even make eye contact with you. And both parties probably have different reasons why. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the same thing. It's like both parties have unsaid things that are like right there now starting to come to the surface. Let me give the male perspective. Okay. And it's not a fair one, but maybe the guy, I'm, we don't know who these people are, Mm-mm. so we're just guessing. Maybe the guy's like, listen, um, I was on the road all week and I woke up at five in the morning and got home at 1130 at night and I've had such a busy and you never... Um, thank me for all the hard work that I do and blah, blah, blah. And odds are, she's probably saying You the don't same thank thing. me. When you're on the road, I'm alone with these three kids and right. my work is just as hard. So we have two people that are not seeing each other, Correct. displaying any sense of gratitude towards Correct. one another. Um, all we have are two people who love each other, but probably don't like each other right now. Right now. And that and that's the key is that I, I'm going to just talk to women directly. Women, are you hearing me? Because this is this is who I work with. It is in your best interest for your sense of self and for the us-ness of your relationship to share with your partner why you were challenged. If it be challenged with something they said, challenged with something that you're expected to do, challenged with maybe your own emotional, uh, you know, it could be something that has nothing to do with your partner, but it is, you know, you're feeling challenged. Like to be able to show up and share of yourself without allowing that to get lodged so far inside of you that you're unable to speak it and then. And then all these things that are small pile on top of it. And by the time you have a discussion about it, you don't even know what you're mad about anymore. You're just angry at them. You just blame them for everything. You just feel slighted and unheard and unseen. And it's all because we kicked the can down the road based on these societal expectations that we stay quiet and we remain the cool girl. And the cool girl is something that 
all of us women have heard in our lives, it could have been in high school, could have been middle school, could have been college or our 20s, where the cool girl just doesn't care. Everything just rolls off her back. She handles everything. She watches football and eats Cheetos and shows up and thinks everything's great. And and she gets a lot of kudos from men for that. So I want I pulled up a quote from oh. a clip from the movie Gone Girl. I don't know if you guys have read Gillian Flynn's Gone Girl, but there was also a movie that came out a couple of years ago and and Amy in the movie she does a monologue and Todd's going to have to cut it off because she gets a little she gets a little vulgar, but the beginning of it she talks about what it means to be a cool girl. Then Nick will die too. Nick and Amy will be gone, but then we never really existed. Nick loved a girl I was pretending to be. Cool girl. Men always use that, don't they, as their defining compliment. She's a cool girl. Cool girl is hot. Cool girl is game. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrined, loving manner. And scene. And scene. She goes on and that monologue goes on, but it gets a little vulgar. So look up Gone Girl, Cool Girl scene if you want to hear the whole thing. Cool Girl monologue. Cool Girl monologue. But basically, I think you guys get the gist. I think that's internalized in us too. That is our 22-year-old self thinking that we're not cool anymore or we're not desirable or lovable anymore if we actually feel challenged or we don't want to do something or we're feeling imposed upon or whatever it may be. And, And what I'm what I'm saying is that it's hard to be an us unless you show up. And so the couplehood breaks down because, and and again, Todd's got his perspective from the man side. I'm not saying it's all our fault, ladies. That's not what I'm saying. But we have to take responsibility for our peace. And you know, I want Todd to share, and then I want to talk about how we do that, because that's well, just as important. And this is not necessarily for the men, but for men and women. And this is like communication 101. Okay. Basically, your advice was speak up. Correct. And and the speaking up is one part of it, but it's not the what you say, it's how you say Right. It. That's what I was just going to say, is how you do it. How you do it mm-hmm. is more important than the words coming out of your mouth. Like you can be pointing your finger and say, you, 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 or you could speak inarguably and say something like... Well, sometimes when you do this, this is kind of how it makes me feel. It's like how you say it is as important as it is. And then the other bit of whatever advice or or whatever it is that I'm sharing with you that may or may not help is that your partner may not always be able to say it with loving, inarguable language, and they may be going off the rails a little bit. It could be the man or the woman. And let's just say for this example, it's the woman who's just kind of comes at you and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, whoa, what happened? What did I do? Here's to the guys. Guys, when that happens, because it happens because we're human beings, to love them through that instead of getting defensive and digging your heels in and wanting to win the argument or fire back at her or go in the basement and escape, uh, fight or flight, sit in the chaos and and the, the messiness of that situation because your partner, all she wants in that moment is to know that you're going to be there and love her when she's having a tough day. Now, you're saying this, yeah. but this is really hard for you. Like, I know you believe this. I'm not saying you're making this up. But when I bring something to you, you do get defensive. I know I do. Right. So so when you're like, love her through this, 
your demonstration of loving me through it is like you said, you don't leave. That's for sure. Right. But there is that feeling. I want to win. Right. I'm digging my heels in. So I'm not, I'm not saying this is what I do. Right. I'm saying this is what we need well, to do. Well, you do eventually. Like you really do love. There are times when right. I can, I can love you through it when you are having a really challenging moment. And there are many other times where I get defensive and all of a sudden we're our egos are talking to one another. Well, because I think, again, you know, it's interesting. This is a really good discussion for this week because it just so happens that this Friday we have on uh, Dr. Alexandra Solomon, and she wrote a book called Loving Bravely. And there's a lot of been a lot of people in my life that have been telling this, uh, talking about this book. It's really good. It's called Loving Bravely, 20 Lessons of Self-Discovery to Help You Get the Love You Want. So she focuses on a lot of the things that we talk about on this show, you know, about self-awareness and about consciousness and about... Um, e- And she applies it to the marital or the partnership and how that's like stage one of all kinds of love, meaning that if we can work, you know, in that spiritual partnership, if we can work on how we communicate and how we show up, then it's much easier to go out in the world and do that in our work relationships and our parenting and that it's there for a reason. And, And she's just really insightful and talks a lot about boundaries and just wonderful things. But we have her on this Friday. So actually, Todd, play a clip from this Friday show. 20 or 30 seconds from Alexandra Solomon. Ourselves, so the people who are taking care of us, that our attachment, like that relationships are not just sort of like this airy-fairy, like take it or leave it kind of thing. Like relationships are in our DNA and our bones. They are the way that we regulate ourselves, feel safe in the world. So the profound nature of that first attachment experience is such that it stays with us. I mean, what we learn in our homes growing up about conflict, trust, safety, vulnerability, difference, all of those kind of early lessons. uh, I mean, you guys know this better than anybody, right? Our kids are, they're watching, they're taking it Mm -hmm. in. Um, How we are parented um, shows us, shows us what it is to be in relationship. And so- All right, and scene. So what we were talking about there, if I remember correctly, is there is a part of Alexandra's book where she actually says, you know, we bring our past into every relationship and that, and especially our love, you know, our initial love relationships, whatever we experienced in the past, we bring that in with us. And that's not a, like, it doesn't have to be a problem if we're aware of it. I mean, our experience is our experience, so it's nothing to be ashamed of, but we have to be conscious that we're bringing it with us. We have to recognize how our past shows up and take responsibility for how our past shows up. And if we came from a family, um, maybe where dad was the the guy that you never talked to about anything or you didn't want to disrupt him or you didn't want to make him angry or he was, you know, he couldn't handle the emotion or he couldn't handle the drama. If we got that message, as girls and women, then oftentimes we bring that into our love relationships. If we are in a you know a male female relationship, we bring that in and we think, well, I can't bring my emotion to my partner. When really, once you're in this new partnership, the whole work again, this is my belief system in spiritual partnership, is to heal those past experiences, to do it differently, evolve through to it. evolve it. If it was something that worked and it was positive and healthy, stick with it. But if it's something that you're like. I couldn't speak to boys or men about these things. Then you want to get into a partnership where you practice 
actually speaking up. I've shared this on the show before, but I think it's powerful enough to share it again. Okay. Uh, there are moments when Kathy and I are having one of those discussions that are not the most comfortable of discussions. And I talked about how sometimes I go into defensive mode. This might be in my brain or I'll actually say it out loud, but I think about, you know, talk about patterns from childhood. I will instantly go to, you know, some of the faults of my own dad and compare how much better of a dad that I am than my dad was because he didn't do this for me, but I'm doing this for my kids or he didn't treat my mom like this, but I'm treating you this way. And what's funny is what you have said to me, which is completely true is guess what, Todd, I didn't marry your dad. Mm -hmm. And that was really as funny as it sounds, that made me think like, what does my dad have to do with any of this? <laughs> right. but, but I'm, but my ego wants to win the argument. Right. So it's, you know, our ego is very clever and tricky. It's and a sly fox. It is a sly fox. So anyways, um, I just think that that's really powerful. Well, what it is, is like they're part of your brain is like, and I will give you this. I have evolved and have learned things and I have decided to make choices that my father didn't make. Therefore, wife or partner, you should be grateful. Yes, that's and, exactly what my ego wants you to know. And the first 90% of what I just said is all true. The 10% of you should be grateful is where the challenge comes in because mm -hmm. it's one thing for me to acknowledge, yes, you have made different choices, but that doesn't mean then I should shut up yes. and just be happy that you right. didn't because then, then I'm still not getting my needs met, you're just feeling justified yep. and you've rationalized your behavior. Yep. So this is, I want to go back to what Todd and I both mentioned about, it's not just about it's not just about speaking up, it's how you do it. Because unfortunately, what our society has demonstrated to us through media or through stereotypes of women is stepping up means you yell, it means you take that guy down, it means you call him a jerk and you call him out and you win and you, there's this whole like thing about women like, you know, taking guys down. And when you're in a relationship with someone and you love them, that's not the way you want to present that. That's a, that's a game. Mm -hmm. That's a, who's going to win, who's going to be loudest. And I, and unfortunately also your needs aren't going to get met because then they're just going to re it's going to reinforce this belief system that they, that internalized misogyny they may carry, right. which is that when a woman speaks up, she's dramatic mm -hmm. and, and, you know, over the top instead it's how do we be self-aware and thoughtful um, about how we share our needs? And a lot of times the way that I start is, first of all, being calm, like because the alternative is we let things build up, build up, bubble up, bubble up. You know, like Todd said, we kick the can down the road so long that it just becomes a full-blown fight. We don't have the ability anymore to contain our emotions. Well, we haven't shared the idea on this podcast in a while, but it's worth mentioning is the idea of the mini meltdown. Yes. And the mini meltdown is when you are distraught and you feel like you want to say something, instead of kicking the can down the road or biting your tongue, you find a time during that day to communicate with your partner that this is a problem. And that is... I think that's one of the reasons you and I have such a healthy relationship is because we kind of have these conversations, you know, sometimes it's once every few weeks, sometimes it's twice, twice a, a week. week. Yeah. It just depends on what's going on. Now that's a super important point. Again, we're getting on all these tangents, but the other thing you guys need to understand about relationships is they're not set in stone. They're constantly evolving and changing as is the world and our children and our society and our environment and everyone around us. So to think that, well, three years ago, we never had any issues so we shouldn't have them now, please. 
we change, we grow, we have to continue to, and I don't like the language work on it because it gives us a visual of that everything is like manual labor. Manual labor. It's that we have to be willing to keep discussing the same things. You know, the language that I always use is the, um, you know, you'll think you've resolved an issue and then it shows up in different pants. It looks totally different, but it's really the same issue being it's repetitious. And that's okay. I've, I've gotten a lot of emails from people over the last three or four years saying, thank you for saying it's okay to continue to have a challenge with the same issue. Because a lot of us believe, well, we already talked about this. We didn't work it through. It's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. You guys, <laughs> like your entire relationship, you will end up talking about the same things. And that's because that's what life is. And that's because our issues, our own triggers continue to be triggers. Well, and I'll say one more thing, and we've shared this on the show before too, but when you're talking to an acquaintance or a client or a friend and they're having a problem in their marriage and you ask the question, what does he say when you say this to you? Sometimes the response is, oh, well, I'm not saying anything. So what Todd means is a lot of times in my individual sessions with people, Um, people will tell me I'm very frustrated with my spouse about this or they did this or they said this. And then as Todd said, my question is always, when you told him this bothered you, what did he say? And they're like, well, I haven't told him. Mm -hmm. And see- Well, and that's that's the thing. I just, I don't know where I heard this, but last week it's- uh, we're complaining to the wrong people. Correct. And complain is a bad word. No, There's yeah, probably right. a better word, but we I, are bemoaning or no, that's bad too. We are trying to get our communicating needs communicating to the wrong person. To the wrong person. That's right. So they, they they and why do they share it with you versus their husband? Because it's safe. Right. And because they know that they're looking for, there's a few things that, that women are looking for when they talk to me. Normalization, mm-hmm. which I fully acceptance. give. Acceptance, validation. And I, and that's all present with mm-hmm. me. I, I hear it. And if you're telling me a story, I've probably done it too. Yeah. So there's no judgment about it. It's about how can we do this one different? Yeah. So it's not about the past. It's not about, it's okay, you're frustrated about this. What can you do now? Because you could also go ten, tell 10 other therapists or 10 other friends and they'll validate you and normalize you. But here you are, you're back to where you were. But it didn't change what was happening. So again, to how you say it, I think there is such a power in saying, I want to take you to dinner or I want to stay up tonight or I want to get up early. Mm -hmm. Or um, even if for those of you that maybe are struggling with communication, even starting with an email or a handwritten letter, there's to start with a very decompressed, not... Um, crisis-based situation. Well, and every couple is different, but end of the day, I think for most people is not the best time. Correct. But it's tricky though. You got kids, you got to wake up early for work. End of the day is tough. Yeah. And then you're like, well, the end of the day sucks, but the beginning of the day, I'm trying to shower and get out the door. Well, we got to think about this then the way we do meditation, because you guys know the quote about meditation is that if you don't have 10 or 15 minutes for meditation, then you should do it for an hour. Mm. You should meditate for an hour. And it's the same thing with relationships. If you feel like that every hour, every 30 minute, you know, increment of the day is filled, then you should create space for two hours of relationship time. Well, and when I'm uh, talking to a client or a buddy who's struggling in their marriage for whatever reason, one of the first questions I ask is, when was the last time you took her out on a date? Right. And they'll be like, well, we went out as a family last Friday. Or we went out with another couple last, right. right. That doesn't count. It's not the same thing. When was the last time you took two or three hours aside and communicated one-on-one with your wife outside the house? Because when the kids are there... 
not forget it, but it's just much more difficult for it to be meaningful. Oh, for sure. Well, it's not just the two of you. Again, if you are in partnership with someone, the foundation of your life and your family is the two of your the two of you and your communication and and here's something interesting you guys i because i work with a lot of women who are divorced it stays that way, mm-hmm. meaning your ex, you still need to figure out a work, a way you to communicate a- and work with your ex. Yeah. Because if you are sharing you know, custody of children, there is still, this doesn't go away. The marriage may be dissolved, but your relationship Correct. will always, uh, uh, you know, in 99.9% of the time, you're always in a relationship with your ex. You're going to have to. Or your former wife or husband. Not everybody likes the term ex, but you know what I mean. Right. With your former partner. And when I say you have to, again, it doesn't mean you're going to have the same relationship. You're not going to live under the same Unless roof. Unless there's no kids. If there's no kids, right. then maybe you... Then you move on. Right. Yeah, that, that's true. But when kids are in the picture, that's just going to be the nature of life. You yeah. know, family is going to expand. The yeah. language behind family is going to expand. But my point is, is that this is something that we do for, it's so beautiful because communicating our needs and what we think and what and how we feel not only helps us feel in our integrity and feel more confident and strong and feel like we're like one with our soul. I know that gets a little frou-frou, but that's how I think about it, being connected to my soul. It also helps our relationship become more authentic and meaningful and intimate because deep discussion is what creates intimacy. Intimacy is not just about sex. Sex is a part of intimacy, but intimacy is do you really know me? And again, as our friend Anne Marie always says, you know, into me see. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Into Into me me see. see. That's what intimacy is. So we think, oh, I'm going to be intimate just means a physical relationship. Intimacy is the emotional capability. It's connection. And so when we have that, then think about what our children experience from us. Do you see how this is just this huge ripple effect? And it starts with our willingness to find a way to speak up in a compassionate, honest, and confident way. That's, you know, when I'm talking with women, the language I often use with them is you have, you belong First of all, sometimes part of an internalized misogyny is believing that we don't have a space, yeah. that women, you know why women sometimes literally get smaller in their body and like kind of put their arms all over their body and have a, they they're literally don't think they, they deserve space in the room. Mm-hmm. And you may say, oh, that's crazy. It's not a, it's not rational. It's an internalized cellular memory, a belief system, or it's not even belief necessarily. It's a societal internalization that we play out unknowingly. And if we can start to recognize it, then we can make a different choice. Do you see? If we're unable to recognize it, if we say, oh, no, that's crazy, or Kathy, you're crazy, and maybe I am wrong in your case, person listening who disagrees with me, maybe you're like, no, I'm confident, I speak up, awesome, do all those things. But First, you have to know you belong, and then you have to know you have a right (laughs) to say what you need. And it's not about give me things. It's not about I need more cars or I need more. It's I, I need you to understand my perspective. I need you to listen to my experience. And if that word need doesn't fit well, I'm asking. I'm I want to connect with you this way. Again, you have to figure out what fits your personality, but this helps everything. It helps everything. Ready for my song? Yes, please. Why am I playing this? Because it's called We Belong. It's very good, sweetie. Pat Benatar? I actually like Pat Benatar. Me too. 
kind of like a poor man's Joan Jett, maybe? Or is Joan Jett oh. a poor man's Pat Benatar? I don't think you should compare them. I think that they both kind of had their own rock star status. Is Pat Benatar in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? She probably is. Such Benatar. a great song. Isn't that a great it, song? It is. And Thanks. we do belong. And will you play Shadows of the Night since you're Ooh, in that, that world? Song. Me too. It's such a great song. I used to know all the words of that uh, Todd, song. I doubt that. I did. I wrote you them do. down even on a notebook oh, paper. Oh, well, then there you go. Back in the old school. Okay. If you had them written down. We're running with the shadows of You the just night. totally perked so up when it started. I got a good story. What do you got? So when I met, I met Todd in college and one time it was, it was during the day I went into his room and he lived with Charlie and Mike D and anybody who went to school with us know who those people are. Yep. And, um, not Mike D from, uh, from Beastie Boys. So no, different Mike, different Mike D. Um, awesome guys. And we were hanging out. It could, maybe we had been out for a while because I feel like there was maybe. Sweetie, beer if you were coming back to my room, it was probably it wasn't like after that. some cervezas. It wasn't like that. But anyway, somebody put on that song. I probably did. And I was like, this is a great place. I like, can't believe is, I had that CD. I, well, that's my whole point is I was like, how are they playing Pat Benatar in this room? Like, it was this really. Sweetie, you were busy hanging out with all the Theta Kai's. <laughs> And then you're like, man, these pikes are actually pretty cool. They're playing Pat Benatar. <laughs> They're playing Shadows of the Night. Oh, I was I was everywhere. I wasn't just hanging out at one house. You love the TCs. Uh, there were some guys in the house who were good friends, but every house had good friends. That's Anybody who's listening to this who's going to college, don't just focus on one place. It, it, it may not be a fraternity system or a Greek system, but like meet people everywhere. This is what I say to my girls all the time about, you know, my oldest is going into high school. Like there are interesting people in every group, in every corner, in every, um, you know, activity, like befriend so many different people. That was one of the best parts of high school and college is when, you know, you graduate and you're like, gosh, I love so many different people here. But a lot of times we get really focused on just a few people in a few groups. You know who's really good at focusing on multiple groups? Who? Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Oh, yeah. So... The reason that Ferris did so well in life, first of all, he had fun. Second of all, he was very confident and knew himself yeah. and trusted himself, maybe a little too much. A little too much. <laughs> but, you know, high school. So let's give him some slack. And he, like, connected with everybody. Yeah. He looked at everybody the same and everybody loved him. And that's, it's a good, you know, reminder. It's also a fictional story, but let's take something from it anyway. Can I talk about our other two partners? Please. Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Dr. Kelly, she adjusts us. I haven't been there in a while. She's probably mad at me, but that's okay. She's not mad at you. Uh, Chirotree.com. And then our other partner is Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald headed beauty. He does painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. And that's avidco.com. Net. And I had a few other notes. Are okay. we good on what you said? Can I 
talk about different stuff now? Can or I what? can I close it down? Because you gotta close the loop. Close the loop. So basically, the all I'm ends. all close I'm saying ends, sweetie. is for women and men. Because I'm glad we were able to focus on both genders because it's important, and it's the same with same sex partnerships too. It really isn't. There isn't anything here that is completely. I'll bet you if we had gay couples listening to this, they'd be like, oh, absolutely. Of course. That's my whole point is this yeah. doesn't have to be gender specific, even though the only reason that I am speaking. That's our experience. It's my experience because I work with women. So it's like, here's what I hear from women. And I am a woman and I'm raising girls. So it's obviously that's my area of expertise. But I believe this is across the board. And I... I just want to say that if there is something happening and if you are sad or you have been hurt by your partner or if there's something that they're not seeing, let them know. Because you know what I – another thing I've heard a million times mm. is that uh, you know maybe someone in my women's circle or someone I'm working with, they will finally go home and say, here's something that hurt me. And their partner has like cried mm. and been like, I didn't even know. Had no idea. And they, and they didn't know. And see, that's another response too, is sometimes someone can be defensive and sometimes they can become so vulnerable sure. in that beautiful, you know, I'm using vulnerable in that positive, um, you know, heart opening way. Like they, they're like, wow, mm. I had no idea I was hurting you. How will they know unless we tell them? We're watching our own movie, sweetie. We are watching our own movie thinking our, our belief system is, oh, I know what he'll say or I'll know what she'll say. And so I'm not going to do and it. You might, but you might not. And really that's a defense mechanism for ourselves. That's, that's to protect ourselves from disappointment. Yes. And you have to be willing. We talk a lot on the show about risk-taking. When it comes to love, everything is risk-taking. You know, it, you're risk-taking your, you know, you're willing to take the leap of faith yourself to say something that maybe is difficult to say. And you're willing to handle the reaction you get and also believe that you can work through whatever that is. But if you disregard all those things I just said, things will get challenging. How can they not? Right. That's the kicking the can down the road. So everybody, be you to be a great us. Um, so we are 52 minutes into the podcast. Yes. And uh, we get about 7,000 people that listen to the podcast. Yes. I would be shocked if 7,000 people listened all the way 52 minutes through. Maybe. So the people who are listening right now are the true blue True, true, true blue fans. We love you the most. We love you the most. Don't tell the <laughs> don't, others. Don't tell. Don't tell the others. Don't tell anybody else. So we have a few things that we would like to invite you to consider. Yes. Go ahead and talk to us about So that. the first one is something so fun that we're doing called Zen Talks. And Zen Talks is basically Todd and I doing three extra video podcasts a month. Why they're video podcasts is we're using this technology called Zoom where you can actually see us as we're giving information or answering questions. So basically, it's a subscription if you go to zenparentingradio.com and you click on events, you can easily subscribe. It's right there. It's so easy to find. And you subscribe and then you're all set. Basically, we send you the email telling you when to when we're going to have our live show. If you can join us, great. If you can't, it's okay. I'm going to email you the video recording of the show. So it's just like having three extra podcasts a month. Um, it's $25 a month and you can unsubscribe at any time. So if you do the first month and you're like, it's not working for me, unsubscribe. Like, and there will be an element of interactivity with people typing in questions correct. as we're talking to. Since it's live, yeah. you can type us questions. And again, it's we're just starting this out. So I don't know exactly how we the first show will be. We don't know exactly what we're going to do, but we're going to have fun with it. We're going to give resources. We'll probably share some, you know, 
know, uh, home video of us just being silly around the house. I don't know. We're gonna, we are. We're going to mix it up. Todd's making things Wasn't up. Wasn't that your idea? You're like, oh, well. No, what I wanted to do was be able to, these people who have subscribed, not just do the video podcast, but I would send them occasional emails with resources. Oh. So since you're already subscribed, when there's books that Todd and I are reading or articles that we think are interesting, I'm just going to send out emails to people who have subscribed. Can we send them a video of our bunny rabbit eating some banana and how her butt shakes whenever a banana is eaten. Absolutely. And how she eats our table too. That's yes. more of a challenge. I know. That cute little bunny. So yeah. So if you are a subscriber, just know that we'll take care of you. Yes. And also um, the next thing. Uh, yeah. The next thing. 10,000 club? 10,000 club. So we get about 7,000 people that listen to us and I'm into, or we are into goal setting and we want to get it up to 10,000. But let's say why. It's not just because it's a goal, right? It's, um, well, I mean, we will attract more attention. We'll get more people to listen and allow us to spread the message of Zen parenting. Yeah. 10,000 is kind of like this place in podcasting where you are like in a top echelon of podcasts. And once you get 10,000, and what that means is it's not about just saying, oh, yay. It's about the fact that it's easier for people to get our show. We on You can find us easier on iTunes. You can find us easier everywhere. And so it's kind of a place that Todd and I, we're so close to it. So how would one spread the word? Well, <clears throat> my suggestions are obviously if you listen to a show and it makes you think of someone, email them the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, send them a link to it. Uh, also, when we post the show on Instagram or on Facebook, you can, um, you know, in the comments section, you can tag somebody. tag somebody. And so then they'll see that podcast. Um, you know, those are the easiest ways. You can also do a review on iTunes. I, I have a review on iTunes Let's that I want to share. Um, but you can also subscribe to our podcast, which means every new podcast will get emailed to your inbox directly when it gets uploaded. And if you go to ZenParentingRadio.com, you'll see where it says subscribe. Here's the iTunes review. Um, feel good. You don't even have to be a parent. It's from AF page 19. Todd and Kathy are great. Well, I am a parent and their parenting advice is great. It's about more than that, being mindful and present and getting more out of your life. It's a nice break from the news and actually helps you deal with the world better. So thank Mm, you for that. That's wonderful. Thank you. Um, And then I do have a a long words of wisdom that I want to share. Sure. Is there anything else you want to share before I share the words No, just that if you want to register for Zen Talks, our first one is on May 10th. Not register, subscribe is the right word. So again, go to zenparentingradio.com, click on events and you'll see that. Um, And then also the whole 10,000, it's not really a club, it's 10,000 campaign. If you like the show, send it to somebody. That's all. Um, quick uh, promo for my coaching for guys um, program. Uh huh. Is that what it is? It's a program? No, coaching for guys business. Business. Uh, so here's the deal, guys. If you want to get somewhere in relationship, career, life, whatever, uh, I'm going to ask you where you are and I'm going to ask you where you want to go and we'll come up with a plan to get you from point A to point B. ToddAdamsCoaching.com. First session's free. Nice. Here's my words of wisdom. Okay. It's from Malala's dad. I love Malala and I love her dad. So this is Malala's dad. If you don't know who Malala is, just Google her. Whenever people see Malala being courageous, poised, and brave, people assume I have done something special in my mentorship to bring her up. But the reality is that, and I say this to people, don't ask me what I did, but rather ask me what I did not do. I did not clip her wings. So to all parents, especially the fathers, brothers, and patriarchal societies, even those in the developed world, I tell them the only thing you need is to believe in the equality between a boy and a girl. 
There's no difference between a man and a woman. Once you believe in that, it's very easy. That belief and mindset brings a big change. It makes your own life very free. When you respect the freedom of others, you are free yourself. I love him. And isn't it true? Like, don't you guys, when you hear that, know that in the deepest part of your heart, but then there's these these things, these internalized, you know, the society internalization or the internalized misogyny that often causes us to act differently, even though we know in our heart that we're all the same. Mm. Um, it's a very, um, it's a challenge of our time, but there's so much we can do. So I'm very optimistic. Um it's the end of the show, and I'm going to throw you a few movie lines just to see if you know what they are. All right. Ready? Yes. Human sacrifice, Ouch. dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. I know that that is Bill Murray. Yeah. And I think Ghostbusters? One for one, sweetie. Good job. Nice. Excuse me, sir. Seeing as how the VP is such a VIP, shouldn't we keep the PC on the QT? Because if it leaks to the VC, you can end up an MIA, and then we'd all be put on KP. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. It is. Um, I don't know. That is Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, I would have never gotten that. Ed, I would love to stand here and talk with you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> See. Hey, that's That's Groundhog Day. Good job, Because that sir. was Ned Ryerson. It was. Ned is a Ned the head. Ned Ryerson. It's where I keep all my things. Get a lot of compliments on this. Plus, it's not a man purse. It's called a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. Okay. I it's I don't know what that movie is. It just reminded me of Joey from Friends because he also had a man purse. What's that? It's Zach Galifianakis in Oh, The Hangover. Very good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Games are put on this earth to weaken us, drain our energy, laugh at us when they see us naked. That is Johnny Dangerously. Very good, sweetie. Man who catch fly with chopstick, accomplish anything. It's Karate Kid. Very good, and then. Maybe the last one, but maybe not. Uh, and this probably flies in the face of everything we talked about for the last 45 then minutes. Then maybe we shouldn't use it. Let's play it. Marriage is like an unfunny, tense version of Everybody Loves Raymond. But it doesn't last 22 minutes. It lasts forever. The first word he said was marriage. Um, yes. I, is, it, is it the one with Paul Rudd and... Yes. Um, I love you, man? No. Um, it, oh, I know. This is 40. No. Um, knocked Up. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it took the, me a while. This is also from Knocked Up. Knocked Up is kind of funny, but also kind of long, but hang in there. Okay. Where do babies come from? Where do you think they come from? Well, I think a stork, he um, he drops it down, and, it, and then a hole goes in your body, and there's blood everywhere coming out of your head, and then you push your belly button, and then your butt falls off, <laughs> and then you hold your butt, and you have to dig... And you'll find a little baby. <laughs> That's exactly right. And <laughs> <laughs> your butt falls off. Oh, that's, oh, that's her daughter in real life. Yeah, it is. All right, guys, uh, we're over an hour. So All right. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Um, so this, this Friday, Friday, loving bravely, Dr. Alexandra Solomon. You've got to listen. It's an excellent show. Keep trucking, everybody. 
Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate you, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, they are. Consider leaving us a review on iTunes. We love them. This helps people find us, or you can just tell a friend about our show. Even better, word of mouth, right? Right. Todd and I, we do our speaking engagements about Zen parenting and self awareness. So if you have an interested group or an organization, contact us at Kathy at ZenParentingRadio.com. We love speaking to groups. Hey. Hey now. Guess what? Next year's Zen Parenting Conference is March 2nd and 3rd, 2018. Sweet. If you want to know more about this or any of our upcoming events, go to ZenParentingRadio.com and click events. If you like reading awesome parenting books, read Kathy's. She's got three of them. And the way to find out about them is go to ZenParentingRadio.com and click on the store. Thank you. You're welcome. Award-winning, I might add. I know. So you coach guys. I love coaching guys. And you're good at it. I do it on Skype, face-to-face, and even on the phone. And we talk about uh, parenting, uh, relationships, finance, career, work-life balance. It's awesome. So first session's free. If you're interested, go to toddadamscoaching.com. Great. And if you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It won't cost you anything, I promise. Yeah. But we get a small commission from Amazon. It's just an easy way of making money. And you, you, you're you going to buy from Amazon anyway, so you might as well go through our homepage. All right. Right-hand side, Amazon link. Great. Great. <laughs> hey, and thanks for being such an awesome listener, you know? <laughs> sponsors. Oh, yeah. Um, I also want to thank our two amazing partners, Dr. Kelly from the Tree of Life Chiropractic Care and Avid Company, Painting and Remodeling, avidco.net, and Dr. Kelly's at chirotree.com. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Keep on trucking. Sweetie, say keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. I say it better. I know. That's all right. Keep trucking. Adios. Bye.